Welcome to Sleepless in St. Canard with Nostalgia Replaces Rum Cycles. I'm Kitty. And I'm Ange. And we haven't slept. In 30 years. This is a podcast about the 90s Disney cartoon Darkwing Duck, where we are working our way through the final arc of the boom comics like Monstro Dewey through the streets of St. Canard. That is to say, wailing, hideous, and lip-beaked. Will today's issue reveal if Fred the Lamppost learns how he breathes? How many more windows will our crossed-over cast of characters throw themselves out of? Ange, tell me. I... I just keep thinking about that whale face and... It's, it's been haunting me. <laughs> and it's gonna haunt everybody else since I picked it as the little thumbnail for the uh, episode. <laughs> You're welcome. (laughs) The true purpose of the podcast revealed. Okay, so as usual, the covers lie. They always lie. We're on issue six of the DuckTales comics, which is part three of Dangerous Currency. And the first cover is... The villains in Scrooge McDuck's money bin having a pool party. So Magica is getting ready to dive in. Steelbeak is surfing on the money. Quacker Jack is sitting in an inflatable tube. Glomgold is there, even though I don't recall him being in any of the previous issues. Also, Megavolt's there, spitting money out. Oh, and I see the the corner of the liquidator's head. It's just completely cut off, so all you see are his eyes. So he's there too, I guess. (laughs) <laughs> he's there too having a grand old time so is this technically the last issue of the DuckTales comic ah uh, yes I think it is I don't think there was another one after this six solid issues this was its swan song right that... into the money bin yeah and also I should add none of the characters have been mutated with the ink in this they're all regular mm-hmm designs again this never happens in the comic it's just a cover it's an eye catcher and then the second uh cover is i know that this is definitely uh, a parody of i want to say thanos ring stone you know the infinity gauntlet i think so it's magical holding the number one dime And it's shining off into all different directions and Megavolt and Quackerjack are behind her. And then it splits into a bunch of screens with all these different characters around it. I'm just going to send it to you at this point. It's just just way easier to show you so you know what I'm talking about. I feel like it's definitely a parody. I just... It's a parody of the Infinity Gauntlet. Okay, that's what I thought. Which I I think is George Perez. Okay. Okay, so I was okay. on the right track for once. I don't know my comics you... very well, so... I feel like you've at least been on the right track for a lot of them. Which is weird, because I feel like I have not read any of them, but I just... I don't know, I guess I the covers are pretty iconic, I guess, so... Mm-hmm. I have probably yeah. seen them in passing on the internet and whatnot. Yeah. Same. I, I, I don't know that I've ever read any of these, but I... I recognize the images too so it's in the cultural zeitgeist that it is and the muddlefoots are there they earn themselves a, a position on the cover she better not snap <laughs> oh gladstone's there too okay yes go ahead. 
He is there with his weird dinosaur hair. Yeah, his weird lumpy head. So, Dangerous Currency Part 3 story is by Warren Spector, Ian Brill, and James, and is once again accredited the writers as Warren Spector and Ian. And then the art, James did the first cover? Oh no, this is just in general. James and Jose Mazzaroli did the art. And we have other people involved because I feel rude not including them. Darren Bennett, the letterer. Braden Lamb, the colorist. Christopher Burns, the editor. Thank you for your hard work, gentlemen. Yes. Thank the you. The unsung heroes. It's true. They, they really... Uh, they usually get left behind when people talk about, you know, who did what on comics and cartoons and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I don't think there's a last time in. Doesn't look like it. It jumps right back to where we left off, which last is... Last time in, Gizmoducks in a hole in the ground because they jumped out a window instead of fighting villains. And then there's three, four... Or giant creatures smashing through the buildings that were once children and now are giant creatures that are defy all, all logic and have a Lovecraftian maddening effect if you stare at them too long. And they are holding the girls uh, like Bay Ray King Kong style. And that's exactly where we start off. We have Honker has Goslin in his giant hand, and she's saying, Honker, this is very totally, extremely not cool. And Whale Bluey has Webby in his hand, and she's screaming for help. And then the other triplet monsters are smashing buildings and stuff in the background. And then a grappling hook flies through the sky. And Goslin says, you just said the magic word, Webby. And that's Darkwing who swings in. He says, no need to be afraid, Goslin. How we're going to explain this to Honker's parents? That I'm afraid of. Which, I don't know. The Muddlefoots, they seem kind of like, I don't know if they'd be mad. I've never really seen them Curb? mad. Curb? Yeah. Curb would probably be like, wow, you had a real growth spurt, squirt. <laughs> it's true. Like, they're completely clueless. Yep. Yep. I'm gonna have to take him shopping at Big Big and Tall. <laughs> big, 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 big and tall. Mr. Big and might Tall. Be, might need more bigs. Yeah. Mr. Uh, Whale here. I, I don't think he even fits into the Big and Tall store. Oh, he's in Big and Tail. Oh, there we go. <laughs> we should we should probably move along because we could just sit here all day <laughs> making terrible puns at each other. <laughs> okay, so Darkwing is swinging away with the girls in his arms and Webby says, thanks for saving us, Mr. Darkwing. Where are we going to land? And the rope breaks because one of the monsters snips it and Darkwing says, oh, I guess we're going to find out. But just as they fall, they're caught by a giant baseball mitt. I, oh yeah, it's Gizmo Duck. It's not super clear because <laughs> it's off screen. It's one shot back to redeem himself. <laughs> it's Gizmo Duck finally not being tortured for once. Yeah, Gizmo Duck finally getting a chance to be Gizmo Duck. And then Goslin says, "Wow, did you and Gizmo Duck plan that?" DW's like, "Uh, maybe." 
<laughs> sure. And uh, Webby runs into Scrooge's arms. Launchpad says, so what are we going to do for an antidote for the boys' uh, condition? Darkwing's lab? And Scrooge says, no, it's been compromised. I don't want to look at that hole-in-the-wall Megavolt made. Wow, they're actually doing a little callback there. Uh, yeah, because it defies all logic and reason how they got up there. Just It hurts your brain because it doesn't make sense. And then Scrooge says, I don't even want to say the word Megavolt, which is funny because it wasn't just Megavolt that busted through there. It was Megavolt and five Beagle Boys. Became one Beagle Boy. Yeah. There's a lot of things that happened in that tower. What happened in the tower stays in the tower. <laughs> Apparently because they all get into the thunder quack and say, next stop, Duckburg. So I guess they do physically <laughs> go to Duckburg. They're just, they're just like... Don't even want to go back to that tower because this is a DuckTales issue. We need to get over to Duckburg. Exactly. Phantom Blot and Magica are watching them from the tower. and Did they pluck uh, Gyro out of the garbage can? I guess so, because he, he does appear okay. in the next page. But right now, we've got Phantom Blot saying they're retreating, so St. Canard is ours. And Magica says, we don't have a true victory until I have my hands on Scrooge's number one dime. This is just the next step in the plan. Get the troops and the slime. We're ready. Taking the fight to Scrooge McDuck. And Phantom Blot says, we've never had to transfer the slime before. Think of all the wonderful things I can do with just this city as a base. And Magica cuts him off and she says, be quiet. <laughs> don't forget that I'm in charge and don't forget why you're here in the first place. And Phantom Blot says, why am I here? He's having, an wow. he's having an existential crisis, apparently. Why are any of us here, man? I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell you. But also, they have transferred the slime plenty of times. They've literally been sending it to all these characters in boxes and stuff to corrupt mm. them. So I don't know what they're talking about. Well, they never had to smuggle it across city lines. Ah, uh, of course. So this is, this, so this is just... <laughs> Some sludge they found in the St. Card sewers, and they've just been <laughs> flinging it at folks and seeing what happens. That sounds about right. Oh, we're going to find out. And, oh, okay, uh, good. Yeah, it, it's something. It's something, but we'll get there. So okay. we're now at Gyro Gearloose's laboratory, where Gyro has indeed been plucked out of the garbage. And mm -hmm. he's tinkering with a machine, and he says, now what can we use to make this antidote? Darkwing says, this is a laboratory. This is where the gizmo duck suit came from. <laughs> and Launchpad says, DW, these are my friends too. And Darkwing apologizes and says, sorry, I'll keep a lid on it. I guess Launchpad is like reeling him in because he's being a dick as usual. Just as we mm -hmm. like him. Mm -hmm. So Scrooge has a little container with a sample of the slime. And he says, if you're going to make an antidote, Gyro, you'll need the real thing to start with. <laughs> and Darkwing we didn't see him collect that, did we? <laughs> we did not. And Darkwing freaks okay. out. And he says, what? You old fool. You've doomed us all. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is Darkwing. Okay. I mean, Darkwing's usually the one that would do something like that. So I don't know why he's freaking out yeah, so much. Like I should be the one to analyze it and, like, grab it and knock it on the ground and then be like, oopsie. That's exactly what should have happened. Mm -hmm. But, but no. 
We see Scrooge saying, I've seen what it does in the hands of villains. In this world, there are people and commodities. A commodity is only a threat when it's in the hands of the wrong people. Sure, Mr. Capitalist. <laughs> and Darkwing says, well, you've seen what it does. And then Scrooge hands it over to Gyro, who says, thanks, Mr. McDuck. Time to take a closer look at the stuff. So he looks at it under a microscope. And he says, I don't think I've seen anything this strange in a long time, maybe ever. And then Darkwing, of course, shoves him aside and says, step aside, gear loose. I may not be in my natural element, but my scintillating skills with science still sizzle. Now, what are you? And he looks into the microscope and we see it from the view of the microscope lens. And it looks like some blobs of ink. And then the ink slowly forms little angry eyes that start glaring back mm -hmm. at Darkwing. As we know, we've seen the little ink eyes before. Mm -hmm. And Darkwing says, Who boy, ever get the feeling you're being watched? Luckily, we have something just as scary. And then... The next panel is Ma Crackshell, Mama Crackshell, yelling at Gizmo Duck, who has his head hung in shame. And, oh. she's, and she says, and another thing, you have a broom in that suit, so start picking up around the house. Poor Gizmo Duck. Poor Gizmo Duck. Not bring your mom, Mama to work day. I don't really understand the setup either. Oh, I see. Okay, so they have so a. So she's gonna scare the slime. Yeah, so they have a microphone with a boom mic, and it is connected to a jar of what I guess has slime in it, because it looks like slime. And so she's yelling at him in front of the microphone, and then we see that the mixture in there suddenly goes from, like, black inky stuff to clear liquid. She's a very powerful woman. Apparently. I guess being nagged to death is... How you fight evil. Who knew? Who knew? Launchpad says, you're sure this will work, Gyro? And Gyro says, Mama is powerful. Well, bellowing mm -hmm. is the only thing that has reversed the effects of the slime. We only have this small amount, but if we have some way to amplify its effects, we may be able to help the boys. And then they hear on the radio that four giant monsters, which bear striking resemblances to Scrooge McDuck's triplets and another V-spectacle boy, have apparently been unleashed upon Duckburg. And Goslin says, well, I think we're about to put this stuff to the test. So they're going to do the old um, Mars attacks, yodeling, amplified through a speaker to turn people back to normal, like it's Mama Crackshell, it ghosting would, people. It would seem so, because we are now at a police squad, or a riot squad, technically, they're standing on How's the that donut. How's that donut? And they got they got their riot shields and they're standing on the dock. And one of the cops is a pig. Ha ha ha. Gotcha. <laughs> and uh, one cop's yelling at them through a megaphone. He says, "All right, officers, this may be the toughest challenge we face. I know Duckburg's finest will do all it can to protect its citizens against." And then all four of the monster boys crash through, and they smash through the Audubon Bay Bridge and all the police run away and say, forget it! Forget I said anything. There you go. But I mean, quite frankly, if that whale boy was coming at me... <laughs> <laughs> it's, the only, it's the only response. 
There is no fight. There is only flight. Also, I can't help but notice they forgot to color in the beak on Dewey's whale oh, face. No. So I, I just want to believe it's because he was so horrifying in the last issue that the person coloring it was like, I just can't do it. The colorist was like, I can't look at this anymore. <laughs> but no, the team is getting ready. They're walking towards the thunder quack. And I guess it's Gyro. Yeah, Gyro says, all right, team. The devices you have are meant to nullify the effect of the slime with a ray. Still, we don't have a lot, so only got one shot. Make it count. And it looks like Goslin, Darkwing, Scrooge, and Gizmoduck all have little... They look like remote controls with buttons on them. So they fly back to where the boys are crushing the city, and they're making some major damage. They're just smashing down every building, and Duckbird isn't even that big, so bad times for them. So, yeah, so everybody starts shooting them <laughs> with their ray guns, that <laughs> is. <laughs> Let me clarify That'll that. Learn they've, they've harnessed the power of Mama's nagging into a ray? Yes. I feel like there's like science. Yeah. science and a bit of problematic ideology, but that's okay. Let's let's keep moving. Why not just like <laughs> just like put her on a megaphone? Just give her like, <laughs> You set it up for something ridiculous. Why not just follow through? I don't know. Alright. They're shooting her with they're shooting them with mama rays. Yeah. And so the kids are now back. Uh, the boys, that is, have returned to normal, and they are apologizing, saying, We're sorry, we didn't mean anything, we especially didn't mean to hurt Webby or Goslin. And Honker says, I assure you, that's uh, not how I usually carry myself. And Scrooge says, Now, now, lads, no one thinks this is your fault. It's that slime, and we're going to get to the bottom of the whole situation very soon. Technically, Scrooge... Or it's, it's Launchpad's fault? I was just going to say, technically, Scrooge, it's your fault for putting Launchpad in charge of these children. Putting Launchpad in charge of anything, uh, period. <laughs> oh, that logic. But they're going to blame the slime. Let's not point fingers here, except at the slime. So Gizmoduck says, even I, Gizmoduck, was turned to foul by this sinister, slick substance. And then everyone's like, Gizmoduck? And he's like, yes. And everyone shouts, where have you been? Because at this point, he's been missing for like a year. Well, he did a bit of an eat, pray, love situation. Kinda. Uh, <laughs> I mean, huh. Okay, let me, let me go through this. We get a flashback. Uh -huh. I, I, I need to hang on. Let me get out my invisible board where I am ticking off all the different instances of hypnosis and oh, portals. Okay. <laughs> kind of, sort of. So okay. he says, I'm not quite sure what happened. This must have been more than a year ago, but it seems like yesterday to me. There I was ready for another day as Scrooge McDuck's personal accountant. And we see him leaving mama's trailer park and he says i've dvr'd nine hours of duckberg's next great window washer for you that'll do until i get home but then magica dispel appeared out of thin air and he's saying magica what are you doing here and she's holding a candle in her hand that has a bunch of weird stuff carved into it and she says ah yes 
Scrooge's best bean counter. You're exactly who I need. And he's about to say blathering blatherskite and call the suit. But she clamps down her hand over his bill and says, quiet. I know Scrooge and his lackeys love their secret code words and such. Not today. You are a simple cog in a greater plan and will not cause me any trouble. And then he gets sucked into some kind of portal. And he's saying she had some kind of candle with her, one that allowed her to bend the rules of time itself. This was a more powerful magica than I had ever seen before. Sorry, okay. I have to pause to compose myself for this next part because I hate it so much. Okay. By the the account of what's happening as far as the entire comic run, so are we supposed to think that this is happening before she and Negaduck team up? It Wait, seems... Is there any clarity uh, on that? Actually, yes. And... It just makes it even more confusing, the timeline. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this happened before all the stuff because it hasn't been a year. All this stuff has happened in a very short amount of time. Okay. And yet it's implied that yes, this did happen after she teamed up with Negaduck. Which doesn't make sense. Oh okay. if it's been more than a year. Yeah. I guess she can yeah. bend the rules of time and space, so yeah, and now anyway. this comic is going to bend the rules of tell, don't show, by giving us more exposition in the form mm. of Gizmo's duck suit starts glowing, and he says, I wish I knew more of what happened. Seems like I deserve to know. After all, I've been, huh? What's this? A projection? And for some reason, his suit starts glowing, and it lights up and projects as, uh, like onto the wall, for some reason, a recording and okay. I, I don't know why. It doesn't make any sense. And it starts out with, like, a blank screen that looks like a computer. And it says, Magica dispels best plan yet. Top secret file only accessed through the slime. Step one. Step one okay. is do not team up with traitorous mail. And it's Magica standing there with a framed photo of Negaduck. And she's put an X. <laughs> she's crossed it out over his face, and I have so many questions. <laughs> well, it seems definitely like something she did after she like printed out a picture of him, bought a little frame for it, and then just wholeheartedly crossed out his face. That's what I want to believe too, because I don't buy that she just keeps around a framed photo of Negaduck, especially because once again, if this happened a year ago. She wouldn't have teamed up with him yet and been betrayed. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Actually, you know what? I'm just going to show you this picture of her crossing. I just think it's so random and funny. Oh. Oh, it's like a full-blown portrait. Yeah. I was just imagining like a little picture frame, but this is just... She's basically hanging out in the Beast's castle with a giant picture of Negaduck that she crossed out. She's basically me, except without the, without the crossing out part. You would just be covering it in hearts. And Poe looks very amused by everything that's happened. Yeah. Before he gets... Oh, I guess she gets him back from whatever dimension he got stranded in. I guess? I don't know what to tell you, but I hate it. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> Traitorous mail. Check. 
Yes. So step two is team up with awesome female master criminals to form the League of Evil. And then it shows them looks like they're doing one of those like epic slow walks towards the screen. Okay. Except it's funny because it's like Ammonia Pine and Camille and Cinnamon Teal and they're not particularly threatening people. No, no, not exactly A-list. And then we've got Poe looking all gross because obviously the slime got onto him. And she says, this is weird. It says, step five, discover substance that transforms beings and objects into crazed mad evil. Okay, what happened to step three and four? (laughs) Those were boring. Skip past those. (laughs) I don't know why. It just goes from step two to step five. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I know. It's one, two, five. Yeah. She doesn't know how to count, I guess. Apparently. Apparently. And she says, what's this? It's new. Think what I could do with this. He, he, he. And then step six is bring the phantom blot along. Use his expertise. And we see her approaching the phantom blot. And he says, I have my own nuisances to take care of. I don't need to help you. And then, oh. Okay, this is my bad. It was a double page, a double spread, oh, and step okay. three and step four were on the other side. <laughs> Let me so backtrack a little. One who has problems with numbers <laughs> is me. Is not Magica. Okay. It's because I'm looking at this as a single page view, and it's a two pager. Okay, hang on. Gotcha. Okay, let's backtrack. So okay, let's rewinding. Okay, step two, team up with awesome female master criminals to form the League of Evil. Step three is discover Scrooge McDuck's dummy corporation, Quackworks in St. Canard. Step four is make a base underneath St. Canard. And all this is happening with the girls. They're just there, just chilling, having a good time. The girls. And when they make the base underneath St. Canard, that's where they find the slime. And Poe gets it on him accidentally, and he says, it got on me. And that's when he transforms, step five, discover the substance that transforms beings and objects into crazed, mad evil. Okay. Then she goes to the phantom blot to, I guess, recruit him. Okay. Because flinging slime on people needs an expert hand. Yes, and he doesn't want to do it. He tells her to get lost, and then we see... She did something, but she's cens- <laughs> she censored it, so we can't see what she did. But it says, "Whoa!" <laughs> it says, "Use Plan B to recruit him." A success. Tip top secret. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out later, because of course we will. It's just gotta hold something later for the suspense. Okay. Okay, and then step seven is Fenton being kidnapped into the portal. Kidnap Scrooge's accountant from time itself. He will authenticate number one dime. Does she know what a bean counter is? I don't think so. Also, what? what? Authenticate. She, She wants to make sure it's actually Scrooge's coin. Is that what she means by that? I guess so. But also Fenton doesn't have the dime, so I don't know. Maybe that hidden step that will come in and explain it all. I'm sure I'm, I have every, every 
faith in this comic is going to resolve in a way that makes complete sense. Oh, of course. We get step mm-hmm. eight is make St. Canard. Oh my God, we're still going? <laughs> yes, it's the last step. Okay. Step right. eight is make St. Canard yours first through new villains, then the city itself. And we see everybody is watching this. And Scrooge is on his little flip phone and he says, Agent 44, we've got their plans. So the gizmo suit is showing them all of this? Yes, it's literally projecting it onto the wall so that they can all does see it, it. Does it know this because it was slimed? Because the suit was in Taurus Bulba's locked up. I don't know facility. what to tell. I'm sorry. I have no explanation. Okay. Okay. All right. Because Continue. it maybe <laughs> it could possibly be because I guess the expl like I'm gonna throw them a bone and say that because Gizmo Duck did turn into a slime monster. Maybe it was the re- the it's... remnants did that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and everyone's just staring blankly. And Launchpad says, "All of them, with all that slime, is this it?" And Darkwing seems a little perplexed. And everybody turns to look at Darkwing as if he has the answer. And he says, "Citizens of Saint Canard and Duckburg alike, there's no better time to say this. Let's get." dangerous and so we flip to gizmo duck has what looks like a giant almost looks like a gas gun but not really it's like a sniper rifle that has just been made out of his body oh he's just a giant gun he's got a gun coming out of his chest all right and gyro saying the gizmo duck suit is clearly having a reaction to the slime even after you reverted back to normal, the Gizmo Duck suit has a bond with the slime now. If the slime could read you and reveal Magicka's plan, who knows what we can get out of it. With the suit, we'll build a weapon that not only neutralizes the slime, but also maybe even tells us its origins. And Gizmo Duck is just like, sounds good. Just could, could you get me to something to drink while I'm here? Because he's just like in the suit and everyone's building a giant gun on him and he can't go anywhere. <laughs> oh, Fenton. I mean, they also did have a sample of the slime that they could have done all that too as well. But sure. But that does explain how the suit was able to give them a little movie of what happened. Because I guess slime memory. <laughs> Slimes have memories now. Mm-hmm. Is this a throwback, or is this whole thing being uh, orchestrated by Goslin's slime mold? Maybe. From the Headstones mini-comic I have in the annual. Wouldn't that be something? This whole time. Just her little spike-collared slime mold. But no, Darkwing and Scrooge are watching everybody work together, and he says... Great to see them working together. Just a few hours ago, the boys were monsters and held the girls in their clutches. Why do we bring them along? And Scrooge says, what, the kids? And Darkwing says, most of the time, Goslin comes along without asking. And Scrooge is is disagreeing, I guess, and saying, I always try to include the lads and Webby. It's life experience for them and a better education than they'll see in any classroom. And then he looks kind of sad and says, but you know, I suppose I can tell you the reason why I do it is because the adventures take up so much of my life 
and I couldn't bear to be that long without them. I know what happens when you put family away in pursuit of business. The return's not as good on that investment as it might seem. And Darkwing says, but I have a superhero life and a domestic life. And Scrooge, this is obviously supposed to be a very wise moment, and says, don't be daft. You just have a life. Spend it wisely. Very dramatic. Drop the mic. Walk away. <laughs> There's a bunch of like random construction workers out on the street fixing the buildings and operating lamp mm -hmm. posts. And they gasp because they turn to look and all the mutated supervillains have appeared and they're on hoverboards for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know why, but Magica and her League of Evil plus the Phantom Blot are just flying in on these little hoverboards because why not? Uh, and then we. I mean, she's a witch. Why can't she? <laughs> it's fine. Okay. Uh, it's just hang, hang ten, everybody. The the rest of them are on the ground though. We've got the fearsome four and the five headed Beagle Boy and Mister Banana Brain, and they are all ready to rumble. Is Quack is Quackerjack the tank? there yeah he's like a jack-in-the-box tank and mr okay. banana brain is wearing like a little general uniform and he's getting ready to pilot him okay i just wasn't sure if he was still his new monstrous self they're all okay. horrible monstrosities okay but none of them are giant whales with uh beak lips so um they need to get good yeah I don't really know where, I guess they're still in the lab, Gyro's lab, I would assume. They're listening on the radio. So many villains, each one more malicious than the next. I can't even begin to describe it. If only this condition didn't prevent me from a career in television. Bum, bum, bum. Took me a minute to understand that. Yeah. Goslin says, yeesh, and this thing isn't going to be ready for a while. What do you think they'll hit first? Toy factory? greenhouse toy factory slash greenhouse combo and blue one says we know where they're going scrooge says right here the money bin dun 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 bum, bum, bum. and darkwing is all fist in the air and says even with all we know about them it's still so much power greed and strange design sense to contend with gyro asks darkwing uh, if you can take a look at his gas gun for a second. So we're back down on the streets of Duckburg. I'm not really sure what's happening here because the fearsome four are standing there on the street and Magica has the rest of them in a big glowing pink portal of sorts. Oh yeah, they're all leaving except for the fearsome four. And she says, time for you for two. Oh, I feel like this is a typo. Time for you time for you for to do whatever. Yeah. Time for you for to take charge here. Show this town what you have. I even see an old friend paying you a visit. We'll meet again later. Believe me, you'll know the rendezvous point. The fearsome four are like a uh, old friend. And then they look up in the sky and they say, it's a plane. It's unmistakably clearly a plane. And they realize it's the Thunderquack and open fire on it and say it's Darkwing Duck. Get him. Bushroot sends some vines up to attack and says, attack my tall leafy friends, attack. And Liquidator is shooting them with water and says, if the heat doesn't get you, the ice certainly will. 
and then Quacker Jack starts throwing little miniature airplanes that explode, and he says, this means war, and they get hit by all of this stuff, but they're not quite undeterred yet, and then, what's his name there, Megavolt slash Bebo, was it Bebo? Bebo, D-E-V-O. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Devo-Volt. <laughs> electrocutes it and says finally darkwing finally for you it's lights out and launchpad says we got to open the cockpit hatch the time is now and darkwing says open the hatch it's charged it's ready and they have what looks like darkwing's gas gun but it has clear fluid attached to the top of it like almost i don't know if that's the ink that was purified or the slime or whatever but terrified he, by maternal nagging. Oh, it's an antidote, because he says, suck antidote gas, evildoers. And they all get shocked and turn back to normal. Even Quacker Jack? Or does he turn back into the toy, or he turns back into regular Quacker Jack? I think he turns back into regular Quacker Jack. It doesn't actually show the final transformation. They're half transforming back. Okay. And then the next panel is everybody celebrating. <laughs> <laughs> We killed them! Woo! Yeah! They melted into oozing, steaming puddles of goo. But the victory is not over yet because suddenly the slime takes over the city and it's gooping and oozing into Gyro's lab. And they said, uh oh, maybe they've moved the slime. And Scrooge says, not my money! Not my money! My money! I guess from, I don't know where Gyro's lab is, but he very quickly, suddenly in the next panel is already inside the money bin. And there is a giant hand made of coins and money just looming over top of him. And he says, bless my bagpipes. I assume the money yeah. got corrupted, I guess, by the slime. Yeah, I guess the, the money got slimed. It doesn't look slimy or anything. It just looks like a money hand. That's okay. And then Magica and Phantom Blot appear in a projection, I guess, on the wall. And she says, How does it feel, Scrooge, for your precious money bin to be the site of Duckburg's transformation? Soon the city, like St. Canard, will be ours. Then I will be able to take your number one dime as if it were fruit from vine. I mean, I feel like this is an absurd amount of work for one dime really is. For as much as she's done, like, she could have just, like, put on a fake mustache, pretend she was a janitor, and come in and take it in. <laughs> like, when everybody was in St. Canard. Well, villains are known for being very over-the-top and over-dramatic, so I guess this is somewhat, you know, on brand. I, I suppose. I'm not, I'm not super familiar with Magicka in the 1987 version, to be honest. So I don't know. I remember her doing some pretty weird schemes where she disguises herself and sends Scrooge into the future one time. So I, I suppose this is like something she'd probably do. It's her brand. Gyros points his giant gizmo duck gun at, I guess, the money bin and says, "Not if so we." Is he? He's he's just. It's just gizmo duck shaped like a gun. Is that? <laughs> It's Gizmo Duck, and it's like a massive gun strapped to the front of him. Okay. Gizmo Cannon. And Gyro's saying, not if we have anything to do about it. 
no time for tests, let's start this now, and Honker pushes a button and says, if this doesn't just erase the slime, but lets us see its origins, what are we going to do when we see where this stuff came from? And so the money bin gets hit with the gizmo gun, and he says, I hope we know soon. And then a portal starts to form above the money bin. And they say, there's a portal opening above. Will this reveal what the slime is? The character saying that or the comic like narration is saying that? I think it's Honker because it's it's it, it's just the text, like a narrative text, but it's huh. gr- it has a green background. So okay. I assume it's Honker. Okay. And then the portal opens and Launchpad says, DW, are you seeing what I'm seeing? And Darkwing says, can't be. And do you know what it is? Duxulu. I wish it was. No, it's Negaduck. Oh. It's actually all just his bath water. (laughs) (laughs) He is the slime. He is the slime. He was the slime the entire time. Oh. Okay. But he's not alone. Oh, good. Standing next to him, looking like the most miserable person on the planet, is Morgana Macabre. Okay. I have to send you the the expression she wears on her face because it is my favorite Morgana expression in this entire series. (laughs) (laughs) And the first time I saw it, I turned it into an icon and I still use it, and even now on Tumblr, on the Darkwing Duck Out of Context blog, it is the main avatar for that blog. So okay. let me just let me just pull that up for you because I think it's it's great. Is her face reflecting our entire feelings of the entire comic run? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> She's just like yeah. Hi. She looks like she has not slept in 30 years. And she also <laughs> looks just like completely bored. She's just done. Yeah, Negadex says, well, well, thanks for having me back. And that's the last page. It's like the magic, epic, dramatic reveal. So they will explain in the next issue why Negaduck was the slime. Sort of, but at the same time, it was it. I think what this was, uh, as I mentioned at the beginning, the comics had been canceled, and they had they had to wrap up all the loose ends, which meant bringing back Morgana, and I think they tied that into this with Negaduck too, because when we last saw Negaduck, he was hit by the particle thing by uh, what's his face there, Paddywhack. Hit him right. like a billion times until he split over and over and over again until he right. he was tiny particles that wafted off into the wind. So he reformed through short sheer power of sludge. Something like that. To be fair, if Negaduck was ever going to turn and in, into anything or originate from anything, it would be a pile of sludge. Primordial. <laughs> he never had parents. He was just. Somebody threw up on the sidewalk and it was sizzling in the sun and started to form life and he just crawled out of that. He's just like the forgotten lunch in the back of the office fridge that smells up the whole place. That's how that's like Venus emerging from the foam of Negaduck. 
crawling out of a completely rancid tuna fish sandwich that's been sitting in the back of an office fridge for three years. Very accurate. Very accurate. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The secret to defeating Nekaduck is just having Mama Crackshell rip him to pieces. <laughs> we'll see because it says the conclusion of Dangerous Currency is upon us. As you can see, it's going to be a doozy. Check out Darkwing Duck number 18 to see how it all ends. All right. Now, penultimate issue in the bag. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't really feel like anybody's done a whole lot of anything yeah. to stop these villains. So let's see how it ends next time, I guess. Yeah, get your uh, framed Negaduck photos ready so that you can cross them out and or draw hearts on them, wh whatever is your preference. We won't judge you. Or skulls. I mean, it's really just a, a DIY Negaduck portrait. And what else could you need out of life for you and your, your bird brother to face portraits of Negaduck? Did I ever tell you about the time that... Uh... I shared a picture of my wall that has all my framed artwork because I have a bunch of James Silvani art that I commissioned from him. Uh, mm -hmm. Most and most of it is Negaduck related stuff. And shocking, <laughs> shocking. And I took a photo of it and I shared it somewhere at some point. I can't even remember. And somebody posted it on Twitter and like I had been lost in the shuffle like they no longer knew who it belonged to they just had this like picture of this wall with the negaduck stuff and mm -hmm. somebody posted it on twitter with some caption that was like people live like this <laughs> oh, i thought it was so freaking funny i was like yeah that, that that's fair you were more than allowed to roast me for this I don't think so. I don't think that's roast-worthy at all. Because I've seen your, your wall, and it's not anything at all like some collectors. I think you have a very modest collection of carefully curated items. Including a picture you drew for me. As I said, carefully curated. <laughs> so now, after this, you have to go and cross off every single Negaduck face, as is tradition. I guess so. He is a traitorous male. Slime. <laughs> Mail <laughs> yes. slash slime. Uh, all right. So here we go. Next, uh, next we shall be recording the final issue of the Boom Comics run, and it has been a slimy time, slimy slippery slope to get here. Uh, but thank you, and for reading all these to me, and for. As your own collection, a carefully curated selection of images to share with me uh, so that I can, like Morgana, squint at them as if I am on the brink of collapse. You're welcome. So, dear friends, uh, the doozy of the finale next time. But until then, we must all remember that Monstro Dewey doesn't sleep. And neither do we. <laughs> <laughs>